Hi, I'm Caleb. I'm a cardist, and I'm interviewing other cardists to see how and why they create, so we can learn how to grow as a community. Welcome to Cardistry Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cardistry Talk, episode three. Today, I'm joined with the fantastic and smart uh, Cam Toner, who is a co-founder of OPC. Stop. Um, <laughs> would you like to introduce yourself? I'm sure people probably already know who you are. But. Yeah, so uh, I'm Cam Toner. Um, again, like Caleb said, I am one of the co-founders of Organic Playing Cards. Um, and yeah, I'm a photographer, videographer. Um, I started off with card magic um, in high school, um, and then I kind of made the transitions uh, partially to cardistry after meeting Nate um, and getting more involved with the community. And I actually just started taking cardistry really seriously, uh, really seriously um, in the past like three months, and it's been freaking awesome. So a little bit about me. I'm also a cat dad and I love coffee. So. <laughs> Some good, info, good info for you. Right. So obviously recently you just said you gotten more into cardistry. Would you say you're more of a cardist now or a magician or is it still 50, 50 or what, what's the split? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm more of a cardist now. Like I, I do, I have some magic tricks that I do for like, of course people are like, Oh, like you see cards. You're like, do you do magic? And I'm like, I do a little bit of magic, but um, I'm not really learning new magic. I'm, trying to learn move, uh, new cardistry moves and uh, get more into that. Um, so I still do some card magic here and there. And like, it's kind of just like four or five tricks that I've like done for so many years that I literally don't even think about them anymore. Um, but yeah, I would consider myself a cardist now, which is, which is weird to say, I think I've like crossed over to the other side. <laughs> Join the dark side. Right. <laughs> so how, how long have you been, you said like three months you've been going at it pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's been crazy the past three months. Um, so like, uh, I've, I've moved in the past three months. I got engaged and then of course, um, making content and stuff for all the new decks, um, designing decks. Um, it's kind of hard to find time to fit in my schedule, like to actually practice and learn new moves. Um, but I'm kind of like, I, it was nice cause I kind of had like some of the basics down, um, from doing card magic and then meeting Nate and kind of just learning a little bit here and there. Um, so I can do some like, okay things, but I'm starting to try to learn um, some more complicated moves and try to like broaden my horizons a bit. Um, and yeah, dude, learning cardistry is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, after trying to learn a lot of cardistry, I have such an appreciation for people that like sit there and watch like slow-mo videos and like figure it out. Like that's insane. <laughs> Yeah, the repetition to get such, like things down smooth is is crazy, yeah. especially in the early stages when you're first learning. Like yep. learning the 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 Lego, the building blocks is harder than it gets easier over time. Is what I'm trying to say. But right, yeah, yeah. So, and I feel bad too because like with quarantine and everything, like I've I've had to be I've had to be the one in the videos uh, since it's just me now, uh, which is fine. But like I'm like man, like I feel like I'm like recycling a lot of the same moves like I'm it's cool because I'm kind of like making up my own little moves which like aren't anything crazy they're just like little little uh moves um but I think I, they're comfy and I like them and, um I I'm excited to start learning new moves and uh actually being able to go out and collaborate with people and be behind the camera again and shoot some more awesome cardistry um mm -hmm. yeah like card like when I went to cardistry con in Portland like it was literally a field day for filming cardistry. So, yeah, you got the mecca of I know all cardists in one literally, spot. For three days, it was just me like crapping my pants. I was just like, every time I'd see somebody do something, I'd be like, 
know. What is that? So it was pretty cool. Yeah, no. Uh, I really want to go to one someday, but haven't been to one yet. Um, so obviously, Peelers V3 are coming out. Um, as of today, when this goes up, it'll be the same day. They'll, if you want to get them, probably try to get them fast because they're probably going to be gone fast, I would imagine. Yeah, but, we um, I'm telling people to try to be try to be on Riffle Shuffle at 11 a.m. Um, we didn't expect Carvers to go as fast as they did. Um, and of course, like these, we already had printed. Um, so we had the amount set already. So when we saw Carvers go in 90 minutes, we were like, Ugh. <laughs> we were like, these are going to go real quick. So, um, and like that, in terms of like them going quick, like, I don't think that matters as much to me. I would rather have everybody be able to get one than like them sell out crazy fast, you know? So. Yeah, I agree with that. That's something I like about like Orbit, for example, is they'll make a big, right. big batch. I think if you want it, you should be able to get it pretty easily and at a reasonable price. So. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think even with this being like a gold version, I think we're only still doing like the early bird price is like nine ninety five for a deck. So we're trying to stay affordable um, for our next couple, like couple print runs we're coming up with. Um, I'm not sure on the order of like when decks are going to come out um, just because USBCC is kind of backed up right now. Um, but we have a 3,500 run, we have a 5,000 run, and then a 2,500 run of like a newer concept, so. Cool. Yeah. That's something I was wondering about too, is the price, is if it would be more because yeah. of the metallic ink or not. Yeah, not very much, so, but a little bit. Um, but yeah, and then the, I think the half brick is going for like 55-ish, so. Um, and of course, this is part of the Passport program too. So you'll get a passport and a stamp with it. So mm -hmm. once that's closer to that exotic deck. <laughs> yeah. So for those of the people that don't know about passport, would you want to describe it? Uh, yeah. So the passport program is a kind of it's a kind of a rewards program that we've made here at OPC. Um, we got inspiration from somebody in the collectors market that's kind of doing the same thing, and we wanted to put an OPC twist on it. Um, so. We, we were like, okay, like stamps, like what could we put it in? And I'm like, well, I've been wanting to do an exotic line. So like, why don't we make that the rare deck and people have to fill a passport? Um, I think I have one right back here. Um, so yeah, the passports look like this. Um, and this one actually has the peeler seal in it already. Um, but you get six different holographic seals. Um, and then you, all you have to do is put this in an envelope and send it to the address inside. Um, and then we will send you one uh, rare exotic deck, uh, which will be its own deck. Um, we're only going to print about a thousand. Um, and really, the, we want to try to make it the only way you can get it is this. Um, but after like seven or eight decks, if we don't have enough passports in, then we'll sell them. Um, mm -hmm. But I would, I would recommend just trying to do the passport. So it's, it's free. <laughs> um, and we handle shipping on the way back. So oh, you don't have to pay for shipping on the way back or anything. It's just all free. So, and we wanted to do that to reward our like consistent customers that are always there and uh, give them something that is super cool and unique. So. Yeah, no, that's very cool. I don't think I've seen any other um, card brand do that yet. Something like that nature. Yeah. Kind of like a rewards program. Always trying to change the game, man. <laughs> so. Cool. Well, go, going back to the Peelers V3, uh, private reserves, um, would you want to talk about maybe some of the 
effort that went into designing it? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, so the inspiration of wanting to do a Peelers V3 like a golden edition, um, it's crazy to me that we're coming up on like um, the three year mark of like when the first Peelers was conceptualized. Um, Cause I, I came up with the idea the spring of my uh, freshman year at um, university and we're coming up or no, it actually has been over three years. Um, but like, it's coming up on four years then. And I, I really wanted to kind of make a deck that represented the adventure that we've been on so far. Um, Cause like, we've come out with a lot of decks in a short amount of time, which like is all sorts of designing and marketing. And um, I think that kind of going back to our roots and like giving you guys a really cool gold version is kind of like a thank you for like being there and like supporting us all the way through and like being on this adventure with us. So that's why it was like an Indiana Jones theme of, of like, you know, the city of gold, like it's an adventure. Um, and the adventure is not going to stop here. Like we have some crazy, crazy cool things coming. Um, but I think we wanted to kind of give, uh, throw a little spark in there and give you guys some, some cool metallic inks and that kind of stuff. We also are trying to switch up some things, um, in terms of stock too. So these are actually on bicycle crushed, um, which I love. Um, I love like, it's a, what a lot of like anyone decks are printed on. Mm -hmm. uh, and cause I think I have the as is deck and I was always like, man, like what stock are these? Um, and to be honest, they feel a lot like Peelers V1. And I don't know if like for some reason Peelers V1 ended up not being like not being not crushed and was crushed. Um, but they feel really, really good and really different. Um, and I think the cardistry community in general is going to be like very much appreciate it. So. Mm -hmm. So going forward in the future, do you plan to keep using crushed or are you going to see the response from Peelers V3 or? Uh, so we already actually have two decks in printing. Um, and actually, um, I like the bicycle crush on these. We're doing uh, B crushed on the next two. Um, just because like the the pink Jerry's, I got those and I really like those. Um, Pop stars and B crushed just seems to last longer than bicycle stock, um, which is why we would do bicycle not crushed. Um, so we're trying bicycle crush with the next two um, and see how that goes. And then we'll kind of reassess from there, so. Yeah, cool. I'd agree that B probably tends to last longer yeah. from my experience. So cool. So obviously you've, you're constantly trying to do new things and um, interact with the Carter Street community more. Yep. Um, one of the things you've done recently is the OPC hangout groups, which is just groups for magicians and Carstreet, um cardists to meet and talk. Um, can you kind of talk about how, um, why the community being involved in the community is so important to you and OPC? Just in general, like if you are selling any sort of product to any sort of community or demographic, like I think you should be involved with them. Like it blows my mind that some companies think that they can just have a product and have people think it's cool and then like support them without giving anything back. Like, I, I really try to pride myself on anybody that messages us on Instagram. Like I, I reply, like I want to take time out of my day to like build relationships with people. And I, I, you know, I didn't take any business classes or marketing classes in college, but the one thing that I love about certain companies is how they make me feel. I, I want to feel like they see me and like they, they think that, 
or they know that I support them and they, they know me as an individual. And like, I think if you take that approach, then like building those relationships and building um, a community can really, really not just be good for your company, but like good for the people in your community. Um, and being a part of being able to try to push cardistry forward is something that I'm really passionate about. Like there's this, I think this community and this art form is so freaking awesome and so cool. And I literally want everybody to know about it. Um, and that's not just for that, you know, we gain new customers, whatever, but like, um, we, you can tell in some of our marketing, like we try to market to a lot of newer people into cardistry or cards in general. Like we want to expand the community and like bring people in and like nurture a, a positive, loving community. Um, and that's kind of what the inspiration behind the OPC hangouts was. Um, so I was on an Instagram live one day and I was just like sitting there messing with cards and I was like, Hey, like there's this really cool idea I had for a move. And people started blowing up my chat and was like, well, why don't you try this or this? And I was like, I don't, I can't see what you're seeing unless you show me. So I was like, screw it. Let's hop on a zoom call. Let's quarantine. Everybody's home. So we had a, a zoom call with like 30 people for like four hours. And we just sat there and hung out. And I was like, this is so freaking cool. Cause there's nobody in terms of cardistry, like the community is so spread out. Nobody is near each other. The only two people I know that do cardistry in the state, the whole state of Indiana is Nate and our friend Mason. And that's like it. And they are hours away from me. So like, I can never just be like, yo, let's hang out unless Nate and I were at school, but I've graduated now. So I like, I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be an hour away. So having uh, that community that you can kind of just hop on um, like Skype or FaceTime and like hang out and get feedback on moves and get advice and like get helpful tips, I think is such a crucial part of feeling like you're part of a community. Um, I think one of the things that was the hardest when we first started OPC was that we came out with five decks before meeting literally anybody else in the community. Like before we went to Cardistry Con, we had never met the people we were selling our cards to, which is kind of insane. Like we have this whole relationship with them online and DMs and like Nate and I knew everybody by their username, but like, that's like, you don't really get to meet them in person and be like, Hey, like, thank you for buying our cards. Like that's super dope. Um, and it was just a cool opportunity to see that. So. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, pardon the pun, but it's kind of cool how organic the, the whole thing seemed to develop you 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 do the zoom call and you're like this is awesome let's expand it to to everybody so it's kind of cool how how that just naturally happened yeah well because like i like i want other people to feel like they're part of a community like being part of a community is so just in terms of life like feeling like you have a group of people is so important like and I don't think I realized that until like a couple years ago. Like it's so important to have a group of people that you share things in common with and that you can talk to. And like, if we can provide that for people, that's, that's more than selling any cards ever to me. Um, like that's the whole reason I started this project called Cardistry Road Trip. Um, speaking of Cardistry Con, like how I felt at Cardistry Con was insane. Like I was like, holy crap, there's like 500 people here that love cards like I do. I literally walked into a room. I heard somebody said Biddle Grip. And I was like, did somebody just say Biddle Grip? Like freaked out. Like I was like, people know what that is here. So like um, Cardistry Road Trip is a project I'm trying to start where um, 
we rent an RV with like four or five Cardas and we travel the US leading up to next year's Cardistry Con. And we hold many one day Cardistry Cons in like bigger cities around the US. Cause in terms of Cardistry Con, it was freaking expensive. Like if I didn't sell cards and be able to just pump that into plane tickets and hotel, like I wouldn't have gone. Um, so like, I want to make it more readily available for everybody and like have every, even though it's like half of Cardistry Con, it's like a day you know, people will still get that feeling and that camaraderie of community and people that share the same interests and the same love that they do for cards and the art form. Um, and I think that that's the only way this community is going to grow as if we make it more readily accessible for everybody. So. Yeah, I think it's very important, especially with cardistry being such like a, a small niche group to, to have some place to meet, to talk physically and, and online. Um, honestly, I, I've been, I started cardistry probably seven or eight years ago. I did it for like two years and then I dropped out of it and I'm just now coming back to it because I decided to focus on school mm -hmm. and soccer. But um, it was impressive to see how much it's grown, but I'm almost surprised it hasn't grown more because yeah. it's, such, it's so awesome to me. Like it's yep. so new and fresh and I, I can see like it becoming like a big thing, like, like soccer or skateboarding or anything. Right, yeah, like cardistry, Cardistry is so much in its infancy stages still, it's kind of crazy. Like, it's, yes, like, yes, it's grown so much. Like, there are so many new people doing cardistry. Like, again, CardistryCon, there's 500 people there. But, like, I think that cardistry has so much farther to go. Like, and just to be a part of it, not even in terms of being a brand, like, the growth of, like, this kind of niche community that's going to eventually get bigger, I just think that's super cool. And, like, I'm excited to be on the journey with everybody. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of ways, cardistry is kind of pioneering its own, its own thing right now. Yeah. Um, and it's super exciting because people are doing things that have never been done before, like period with cards. Like yeah. I can see it affecting magic in a, in a big way. And then obviously it's, it's making its own splashes with cardistry, but yeah. so it's, it's very exciting right now. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see where it goes. So, and I'm excited to see what I can do to contribute to like it, its progression too. So. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so with, uh, with all the decks released, this is just going to be a quick one-off question. I know you said that you kind of don't have a favorite deck, but at the moment, what would be the favorite deck that you guys have released? Um, I, okay. I, I always say this, but it's like, it's usually always the last deck that we have. Like they're like mm -hmm. the newest one we have. Like I've not put my Peelers V3 really down. Like I just, they're so clean and like the coloring on them are really good. And like the metallic is just really nice. And I really like how they feel like after messing with Peelers V3 and then going back to like our carvers, I'm like, I'm like, there's, there, this is, there's has to be extra cards in here. And like, there's not, I'm like, they're just so thick. And I, I understand now, like, why Cardus use crushed stock and i think that it's really important that we made that change um and that we like listened to the community and was like hey like let's try it you know um and change is always good so um i would have to say that that's my favorite plus like the peelers just have a special place for me but i only have 12 peelers v1 left so i can't just go around opening them up all the time so um the peelers v3 are really nice and i i think that they're i think that they're um in terms of marketing and in terms of story, I think it's one of the best ones we've had um, ever. So, 
Yeah, so talking about the marketing um, with with the trailer, um, obviously Indiana Jones themed um, in its nature. It also gave me some Uncharted vibe. I don't know if you know what Uncharted yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's like one of my favorite video games. I actually have like the quote nice. tattooed on my hand. Anyways, um, at the end of there, there's kind of like a, like the light flash. And right. It almost sounds like a door's opening. Is there going to be anything with that in the future or is it just kind of like an ending if that makes sense yeah so in my head in my head it was kind of just an ending because like the gold light comes across my face it's like so the, the whole point was like the the rock that was there it had like the square and then the key and so like i hope that would kind of show that like cardistry was the key to opening up the city of gold so like mm-hmm. that's that's what the, at the end it kind of was was like you know door opening the gold coming across my face like i had found the city of gold because and that's where like the cards come from is like the story behind it so Okay, gotcha. I just did. I didn't know if like. Oh, if there'd be like a continuation. Yeah, like a like a part two. Yeah, keep keep an eye out for uh for Sam Gordon. Uh, he's I'm a pretty cool dude on Instagram. Uh, he's kind of taken that ending and he like has, um, like extended it to be kind of really funny. So be looking out for his post on the first. All right, sounds cool. Today, today. Yeah. <laughs> go, go check out his post right now. It's up. It's, it's kind of hard when you're recording early. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. um yeah so awesome um so how how much has the community um helped you out in making this deck if that makes any sense as opposed to other decks um in terms of like in terms of sponsors like we have some of the best sponsors and the best people that like are involved with the brand ever like all of our OPC hangout leaders are freaking awesome. All the people that have like supported us since day one and like that have big followings that have been spot like sponsors for us with the cards um, are absolutely crazy. Like it's, I can't, I can't even describe in words that I wouldn't be able to do my, like this is my dream job. I wouldn't be able to do it without a community. Like there's no, I owe everything to this community and the people in it. Um, if no, if nobody got like would post with our cards, like we would have never gotten the traction we did and we would have never had people see them, you know? Um, so I think that it's, it's really important to like, it's not just this deck. It's like, it's every deck that we've come out with, that the community is um, super, like super accepting. And like, people are always like trying to shout us out and promote us, um, which is, I think super cool. So um, in terms of the design, um, I try to keep most things under wraps because, like, I want to do things that people don't see coming. And, like, I don't think anybody saw this coming. So. Yeah, no, I think it's cool that – I don't know, like, with the creation of designs and stuff, if the community should be involved in some aspect, to yeah. some aspect. But I think people want to be surprised and people want to have things that they they don't see coming because that makes it more more entertaining and exciting. Right. For sure. And like, and like, I do listen to the community. I, I try as much like, again, so that's why we did crush stocks. Like I'm doing things that kind of change up everything once in a while. Like for instance, um, one of, I think our biggest criticisms is like, okay, like the, the two, the two way simplistic back is cool, but like you guys can keep doing it, but like you guys should like venture out. So like, that's why with carvers, you know, I put that line. I was like, let's see what this does. Cause I, I liked the color contrast and how it fanned. Um, and I think people really, really liked it. Um, so in the future, like, we're going to be extending from just our, our two fruit, like, inverse back. Like, it's just, it's, a, it's inevitable. 
Um, we're working on a deck right now that does that. And that's actually going to be the 2,500 run that I was talking about earlier. Um, Cause we, we do hear people and like, I want to try it out. Like I, I don't want to be confined by what we started as, you know, I want to try to change things up and like, again, try to use our cards to make cardistry better. So, um, but still stay true to OPC. So I'm excited to see what people think about it. So. Yeah, it sounds exciting. I think people will like it. The Carvers, I think, they're probably my second favorite deck that you yeah. guys made. I really like the Snackers V2. I just like purple cards. Dude, the colorway on that was so good. Like, I like the purple is just so, so good. I don't know what it is. I just was like, hmm. <laughs> just it's royalty. It's I know. Little extra. I know. I know. So it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Snackers V3 turn out. <laughs> I know. I, I like saying stuff like that because people are like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you kind of expect it, but still, it's like. Right. Yeah. It, they'll, they'll be one eventually. So. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, with uh, like talking about some of the older decks now, um, is there any plans to like try to re release any of them potentially? Because like I know for me, just now getting back into cardistry recently, it's, it's really hard to find some of these the older decks mm -hmm. at a reasonable price. Right. Yeah. Like, like Peelers V1. Holy crap, dude. Like people will message the OPC account and be like, yo, like I found a Peelers V1 for $130. Like, is that a good deal? I'm like, heck no. <laughs> it's $130. That's like $2 a card. Like, no, why would you do that? Go like buy something else, <laughs> anything else. Um, <clears throat> but like uh yeah it's crazy to see how much the value has increased like that that was never the goal like we sold them for eight bucks um but it's kind of it's kind of nice to like feel that oh like that's that's a cool rare deck now mm -hmm. um i don't think we're gonna ever be reprinting any just because like that's the point is that they were like a limited run um yeah. maybe <clears throat> eventually like i know um orbit did this last cardist recon they did like a v1 cardist recon reprint um so like that might be something we try with the V1s. Um, but what we would do is we would put bananas in the hands. So actually on Peeler's V1, we, we didn't, we weren't able to put, like we didn't put bananas in their hands. Um, it was just like standard courts. Um, so that might be something we do to try to like differentiate them from the first ones. So like Peeler's V1 are still V1s, you know? Mm -hmm. So don't know when that's going to happen, but that might be something we consider at some point. Hmm. And what's nice about what you guys are doing too is that you have multiple versions of like the same idea, like peelers, snackers. Right. So even if you miss some of the earlier ones, you can still get ones of, of a similar nature. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people are excited about the, uh, the peelers V3 is because they're like, oh, well, I don't have peelers V1, but like now I can at least get a peelers, you know? So. Yeah. I think that's, that'll be exciting for some people. I'm definitely going to try to get some, hopefully. See, <laughs> like 11 a.m. I just set my alarm. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom on my on my work. <laughs> oh my god! Real quick. Um, take out my phone. Right. But uh, yeah. Have you experienced any like I know Fontaines and Lotus and Hands have experienced some problems with like bots. Have you guys experienced anything like that? No, I don't think so. Like, I don't, like, I don't think we're big enough to do that. Um, mm -hmm. My, my opinion on that is like, if we ever have problems with that, we're just going to print more cards. Like I, again, I would rather print more cards and like 
have more people get like be able to get them than like have a limited run. Like the only reason that we're doing only like 1500 of these or like we did 2500 of the carvers is like, because we, we just, you know, haven't had the demand of them selling out very quick. Um, I know our first couple decks did, but then um, when we printed the 5,000 of Squeezers V2, um, we sold a good amount, but then uh, we still had some left for a while. So I think that kind of like detoured all the people that only bought them for the resale value um, and allowed us to gain more traction and kind of start fresh with people that actually bought the cards to enjoy them. Um, so I think that that's what you're seeing now is that like most of our community is not buying to resell. They're buying to like use them. So. That's good. That's, I mean, yeah, I think cards are meant to be used, not as like yeah. money, now, monetary now, objects. Right. Now don't get me wrong. I'll keep one sealed and like keep it away just to <laughs> collect but like, I'm never going to sell it, you know? Yeah. Well, what what I do is I, I always buy one one of each deck and then I just use it. And then once it becomes a poop deck, it becomes a poop deck. But there's always like a constant stream of new good cards coming out. I know. The market the market right now is really saturated. And especially with like how far USPCC got pushed back, there's going to be a lot of decks coming out in like September, um, October. So yeah, yeah. I mean, even right now, there's been a lot of decks coming out from a bunch of different brands. Yeah. So, well, we'll just have to get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so has uh, the shutdown of USPCC affected production for you guys at all? Has it oh, been pushed back? For sure. Yeah, it's affected yeah. production with everyone. Like, for instance, we wanted to come out with the V3 peelers actually this last month. Um, but with USPCC being shut down, we couldn't, we, we couldn't get them for three months. So um, we weren't able to start making content or doing any of that stuff. Um, so we've kind of, we kind of had a hiatus for a while just cause like there wasn't anything happening. Um, but we have two decks submitted and like, they've, um, they've given us a timeline. There is going to be a bigger stretch again between this deck and the next one, um, which is fine. Um, I want to do some cool, fun stuff during that. Um, but yeah, we've got a couple decks in production and, uh, we're trying to figure out like dates and times and stuff of like when we're going to come out with them to kind of match the seasons. Um, mm. so but yeah, it, it, it's affected everybody for sure. So. Yeah. I mean, it's affected every, every business and mm -hmm. um, it's just interesting how, how, how a little disease can change everything. But yeah. Um, with your experience with USPCC, um, how, uh, how has that been with. USPCC has been great. Like they, yeah. like they do have their problems. So like, for instance, like none of our decks feel the same, but like, that's kind of just what you get when you go with USPCC and like, they are like the monopoly of us playing cards. So like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, well, we're going to, we're going to print with USPCC, but like usually they're really good. Um, and they're, they're as good as they can be about getting stuff out. Um, like people, what people don't realize is that they, they print so many freaking cards. It's insane. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, like, does it suck? Yes. But like, do I understand? Yes. So uh, mm -hmm. definitely one of those things where um, you just gotta, you just gotta, it's part, it's part, it's part of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think too, like, I don't know, like as cardists or magicians, like, do you necessarily want them to pump out the exact same filling decks or like, would you prefer them to be a little bit different every time and have it be a little bit more unique? even sure. if it's supposed to be like a, a certain stock or something. 
Yeah, it's the pro. I think the problem most people have is like they want to order something that's consistent. So like sometimes you'll have a deck that feels really good, and then you'll have decks that are like, ah, this doesn't feel as good as the last one. So like I think it's more so people wanting their production to be consistent so that they know what they're gonna get. Um, and like it's not just a roll of the dice. Like oh, I hope this deck feels good, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm paying money for it to feel good. So yeah, especially if you're buying like the more premium stocks or finishes or i mean i obviously i haven't ever made a a playing card deck but i assume it's more expensive for different options yeah so um and i hope i know that cardamundi has said that like they're gonna uspc is gonna continue production as normal but like i hope that they like try to figure out some of their consistency issues um and that kind of stuff so cool yeah uh have you ever done work with cardamundi or so not really. I've, I've met, um, I think yours is his name. Uh, he's like one of the big like people in Cardamundi. Um, it's funny, Cardamundi, when we were first promoting Peelers V1 um, with our prototype was like, they immediately reached out to us and was like, hey, like, you know, we would love for you guys to print with us um, if you do do the Kickstarter. Um, so like, they're very good about reaching out to like new decks and um, being involved in like the, the, smaller communities of people making cards um and that's that's about all um we've really done with them um i've messed with their like b9 stock and i i I like it i just think uspcc's stock is better Mm -hmm. i think most people would probably agree with that i do love that cardamundi is continuously trying to improve though oh for um, sure for sure and make playing cards as well i think uh i think having not just one person in the market, um, having a couple that are trying to push things forward will be good. Cause yeah, I, I well, feel like you, their USB-C was bought by Cardamundi. So like, it's yeah. kind of the one, <laughs> one thing, but, um, yeah, I hope Cardamundi brings that energy to USB-CC so that they can get better. You know, mm-hmm. I just feel like USB-CC has been like the, the top for so long Yeah, that I would like to see some competition and some, some unique ideas. Right. Um, so, uh, if you haven't watched the show, usually around the end, I'll do a r- rapid round of questions, which are usually just completely random and can be about anything. Sweet. Um, Let's do it. I'm down. You're down? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Like right we'll now. jump into it then. Um, so like <laughs> I said, some of this will be car stream magic related. Some of it will be random. So Sweet. we'll just jump into it. Um, favorite video game. This will probably be obvious for some people. Yeah, so I uh, I love uh, this. It's a 4X game called Civilization VI. Um, I actually stream it um, on Twitch. So if you want to check that out, twitch.tv slash the underscore civ underscore architect. So um, super fun game. I It's a very strategic game. So I love it. Cool. Uh, Burger King or McDonald's? Oh, McDonald's all the way. I've never eaten Burger King ever. <laughs> Good man. Good man. I agree. Um, so... Snackers V1 or Snackers V2? V2s, for sure. V2. No question. <laughs> <laughs> that colorway is so good. Yeah, no, I agree. The strawberries, though, man, you gotta... I, love I know, I know, I know. It was the first one we put in the bag. Like, I know. It's, it's, a, it's a close one. It is a close one. Mm. Uh, favorite restaurant in general? Um, probably Noodles & Company. I love their Penny Rosa. It's like my, my kryptonite. Kryptonite. It is. Um, cool. Uh, let me think. What's a good one? Uh, favorite movie? Do you have one? Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. 
the the first the first three for sure. Not so much the fourth one. The fifth one was pretty good. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're good movies. Um, do you have a favorite deck that is not OPC? Um, yeah, I love um, I love the Orbit V seven parallels and the Orbit V fours. Um, I also love the As Is deck by anyone. Um, I'm still messing around with some black dots. I kind of really like the concept of those and like the simplicity of those. Um, and then a lot of Gemini decks I like, like the uh, the Royals, the, the Green Royal uh, Superflies. I like those a lot too. Mm-hmm. I love the dots. Um, do you have a favorite cardistry move? Um, not you don't necessarily have to perform it. Just just one in yeah. general. I I am obsessed with flicker shot. Like I just like literally that's the one like move that I can do that a lot of people like have a hard time with. And I'm just like, cause I do it literally every day for so many hours because <laughs> it's just fun. I love aerials. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you like to read? I don't, I fall asleep. I think my parents, since they read to me as a child, it makes me sleepy. So I listen to audiobooks though. Um, and I listen to podcasts and stuff. Um, there's uh Oh my gosh. I can't remember what it's called now. Um, there's this podcast that's actually funded by the rock. Um, and it is, I'm gonna have to look it up real quick to plug it. Um, it's about like just weird things in history. So like, um, it's called what really happened and it's by Andrew Jenks. Um, I love that podcast a lot. He's, a, um, he's just really good. So, and then we have me and Nate used to do a podcast. So if you're ever looking for uh, fun things to listen to and to know more about me, check out the orange you glad podcast. Yep, so just just to note for all you guys too, obviously links to all of OPC's stuff will be down in the description, so check it out. I'm assuming if you're watching this, you probably already know who it is, but if not, the information's there. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I, I think books are boring. I love audiobooks, though. <laughs> like I yeah. have a long, long commute to work, so right. uh, audio, yeah. audiobooks are nice in podcasts. Right. Um, iPhone or Android? Oh, iPhone. I, everything I own is Apple. It's just so nice. Like, I, I know I'm, like, the meta, but, like, it's, it's, it's Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, toilet paper over or under? Oh, my God. I love that you asked this. It's for sure over. My <laughs> future mother-in-law, when I first met my fiance's family, she goes, I have a very aggressive family. So, like, you need to be, like, you need to be cracking jokes and, like, get ready to, like, you know, hold your own so when i first got to her house and i used the bathroom i was like what the heck is this I'm like she puts her toilet paper under so i started without telling her flipping her toilet paper and like letting her find it and literally has become the biggest joke ever so it's for sure over <laughs> i found it's so funny i found like the original patent for toilet paper and it's over so for anybody that does under you're wrong <laughs> that's funny um you're like, that was a very complicated answer for my very simple question. Go for your rapid round question. <laughs> no, if you got a lot to talk about, go right? for it. <laughs> you know, really passionate oh, about over shut under. Oh, dude. Like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite fruit taste-wise? Oh, strawberries for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, strawberry anything. Popsicles, cheesecake. Mm, yeah. Cool. Um let me think one last one it's got to be good juicy. <laughs> uh, put too much pressure on myself with this right? <laughs> um oh i'm broken now 
he's like, I can't. Yeah, my brain is shut down. I put too much pressure, and it's just right. Um, so PlayStation or Nintendo? Dude, okay. So I used to I used to have a PlayStation, um, but the Switch is so good. Like I I feel like I'm an adult now because I like Nintendo. So like I feel like adults like when you become like a full adult, you're like you have a real good appreciation for Nintendo because like. I like to entertain people at my house. So like I'll invite people to play Mario party all the time. Um, and we'll just get, um, we'll just have a whole night of just playing Mario party. And it's awesome. So. Yeah, no, I have the switch too. I love it. I love breath of the wild and odyssey and smash yeah. brothers ultimate play a ton of that. Yeah. My fiance is excited. Cause she, so she ended up having knee surgery, um, a couple months ago and she's still recovering. Um, and, uh, she's working at a pool down at her mom's. So she's not been here at the new apartment with me. Um, so the switch is here and she's like, every time I see her, she's like, okay, whenever I move up there, I'm buying animal crossing and that's going to be my life for like a week. And I said, okay, (laughs) so it's going to be interesting. All right, Cam, thank you for being on. Is there any last thing you would want to say to the audience or? Uh, no, not really. Thank you for having me, Caleb. This was super, super fun. Um, I would love for you guys to come check us out. Come join our awesome community. Um, come hang out with us and just, uh, be a part of the cardistry community and like be, be proud and excited to be a part of the community if you are. And if you're a newcomer, like don't get discouraged. Like it, it definitely, it's a hard thing to learn, but like once you get rolling, like Caleb said, it, it gets easier. Um, and just because you're not the best cardist doesn't mean that you shouldn't do cardistry. Like, I think that that can be one of the big misconceptions and part of, like, the toxicity in the cardistry community is that if you're not crazy good, then don't make videos. It's like, no. Like, that if, you, if that's what you think cardistry is about, you're missing the point. Like, cardistry is about people expressing themselves using 52 pieces of paper, and that's whatever you want it to be. So literally just go out there and do whatever you want, and it, as long as it makes you happy, then, like, screw everybody else. <laughs> That's great. That's, that's awesome. We'll leave it with that. That was fantastic. Thank you, Cam, for being here. I'll see you guys later. Adios. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cardistry Talk. If you enjoyed it, consider following the podcast. You can also find me on YouTube and Instagram.